Welcome back, bitches. I have a question. How many bottoms does it take to film a fucking podcast? Um, two, bitch. <laughs> Three, two, one, zero. They say the girls have more fun, but they never met the boys. This is Boy Talk. Boy Talk. This is Boy Talk. All right, welcome back, bitches. If you haven't noticed, I am not alone this week. I am here with my wonderful TikTok friend, Kenneth. Yes. <laughs> so, Ken, tell us about you and why the fuck you're here. Well, we got the bottoms over here, first <laughs> off. Um, so, I'm a TikToker. I make a lot of iconic videos, funny sexualized videos, my family, just about joking, having a good time, all that good shit. Um, I'm based in Manhattan in the financial district. And I'm on YouTube, Instagram, and new to OnlyFans. Ooh, OnlyFans. Tell me about that. Do you love it or do you love it? Um, I mean, I take nudes and post them, <laughs> so it's pretty iconic. Um, it's very interesting than, like, a normal work day. Like, because now if, you know, I'm in the mood or if I'm horny, I, it's work. Like, gotta take a picture of me doing what I would do alone, technically, if you get what I mean. <laughs> I fucking love that. Like, I, I do. I love it so much. Like, I have sent so many free nudes in my lifetime. I'm sitting here, like, regretting it. Like, regretting it. Uh, that's, that's fucking iconic and hilarious. So, back to our TikTok. Um, what's your handle? And, like, you were telling me about your iconic series. What, like, what, what do you do in that? Okay, yeah. So, my handle is my name, Kenneth Pabone, P-A-B-O-N. And it's, I actually started, like, during the pandemic, I started making funny videos with my family and all this shit. And me and my mom were, like, super sexualized, and we talked about sex, like, anal sex and all these things. And people were like, wait, like, your mom's iconic. Like, she will just have these open conversations with you. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, if she doesn't, then who will? And that just transpired into me being iconic with her and giving life advice, dating advice about how to be the best version of yourself. I love that so much. It's literally, like... I just love your videos. I learned so much from you. And, like, the fashion is on point oh every God, time. Thank you. I'm like, shit, like, I want his wardrobe. Like, one day <laughs> when I'm rich, maybe. Like, I literally am over here in my basic-ass, like, American oh, Eagle button-ups. And you're over here living your best life, looking like a snack every stop. day. Stop. It's like, literally Fashion Nova. <laughs> it's like, let's not, let's not try to be bougie. Like, it's literally Fashion Nova. Uh, we love exposing ourselves. <laughs> but basically, yeah, when I found you on TikTok, I was like, bitch... <laughs> You know, he's another bottom. bottom. <laughs> Fucking bottoms. Um, and something that we both can relate on as we started to become friends through the internet was that we love getting fucking railed. No, literally. <laughs> Wait, but how'd you know that I was a bottom? Like, it's that easy to tell. You literally have a partnership with Rosé Wine. Like, yeah, bitch, I mean, like, come on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're drinking Rosé in the winter, like, you're clearly a bottom. There's videos of you strutting around in these bomb-ass dresses <laughs> with your mom. Like, did you think I was gonna sit here and be like, oh, he's a top. You're like, damn, that is a masculine top <laughs> <laughs> i love it but yeah we love getting railed so i figured since you love getting railed i love getting railed and my followers love getting railed or are trying to learn how to get railed we'll take some time to talk about what it means to one be a bottom two explain why we love getting railed so much and then we're gonna give the tops some tips because y'all fuckers don't know what you're doing <laughs> half the time and for my bottoms and girlies out there who are not getting satisfied we're gonna fix that this episode so listen up tune in and get ready bitches all right y'all i hate begging but i'm gonna do it again i'm new to this i don't have any sponsors i'm a poor bitch in manhattan so 
As a small creator, I need you guys to support me. Please give me five stars. Please leave a rating and review if you haven't yet. If you can share it with your friends, like it, download it, everything, all that fun stuff. It helps me so much. Like I'm telling you, it changes my life. I actually just found out our show is 36th on the charts and that's just for my Apple podcast listeners. Y'all are crazy. The show is going places and it's all because of you guys. So thank you so much. So if you can give me those likes, those those ratings, all that fun stuff. I love you guys. It means the world. All right, let's get into this. We're going to talk a lot about being a bottom. But before we get into that, let's just do a quick review of the positions that are in the LGBTQ world, right? So this is a really simple version for my friends out there who want to come after <laughs> me. I'm dumbing it down because not everyone knows. First, we have our tops. They're the ones who are going to put their peepees into things, right? They're going to literally be penetrating. Then we have our bottoms. They're the holes. Us. Yes, we're bottoms, we're holes. And we're the ones who get peepees put inside of us or anything else. We love a toy, we love a strap-on moment for our other bottoms out there, for our theys and thems. And then versus slash switches. These are our friends who like putting their peepee or other things inside of somebody, so the penetration part. Or they like having it put in them. They like both equally. Sometimes there's spectrum. That's where it gets a little more complicated. So for the sake of keeping it simple, we're just going to go with if you like doing both to any degree, you're a verse slash switch. So those are our three, right? Something I think is so important to understand because some of my followers out there aren't LGBTQ, and that's great. Bottoms are traditionally the girls, and I know that there are some girls who are straight who play a more dominant role, so they're not a bottom. But traditionally, a girl in a heterosexual relationship would be the bottom, and that would mean that the heterosexual relationship straight guy is going to be a top. So I hope that that helps with the context for my uh, straight friends who might be listening and joining us today. If you're the female in your relationship and you're heterosexual, you're the bottom and your guy's going to be the top, right? So why do people love getting railed? I mean, I am obsessed about it. Like, I've done some crazy shit to get some dick in my life. Like, I I cannot lie. I love getting railed and I'll do anything for it. I wake up and I think about it. And if I'm not going to get fucked that day, I'm like, how am I going to get fucked? No, literally same. It's literally, like, always on my mind. I'm just constantly like, when am I going to get fucked today, right? (laughs) Well, why? It's because of two things. We have our emotional appeal and we have a physical appeal. So the emotional appeal of getting fucked and being railed for me as a bottom is simply this. I'm more of a submissive person, right? So being more submissive means that I enjoy being dominated. So when someone rails me, I feel like I'm being dominated, which is like super emotionally hot to me. Like I like when a guy like pushes me on the bed, pulls my clothes off, that kind of thing. And on the flip side, my partners who are more dominant and I'm normally dating a top or a verse, they love doing that back to me. So at the end of the day, we have this great emotional connection for like getting railed slash being railed. But then the second part is physical, right? And for a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, bottoming hurts. Like, how do you do it? Why do you like it? It's about the fucking orgasm. Yeah, it's like (laughs) 10 times better. Like, if you're not getting fucked right, you're just in pain for no reason. And so today we're going to talk about how to fucking get someone to orgasm. Because you bitches are out here getting crusty ass dick and it's sad. And I'm tired (laughs) of it for you all. (laughs) All right, so let's get into it. The orgasm. We're going to talk about 
the traditional male orgasm and the traditional female orgasm. Basically, if you are a hole, you're gonna learn about how to get your hole stimulated. And if you don't have a hole you like putting stuff in and you have a little dingling thing or you're using a toy to shove in somebody, you're gonna learn how to hit that spot because why are you having crusty ass sex if you're not orgasming? I'm tired of it. I'm sick of hearing all this shit from y'all being like, my boyfriend doesn't know how to hit it. You know what? Send them this fucking podcast. It's, Literally. It, it's that time. It's time to start making men accountable, making our tops accountable, making our friends accountable, our partners accountable. Like, you're going to make me come too, and if you don't, get out. Also, like, there's a difference between just coming and, like, an orgasm. 100%. Like, let's, like, that is, there's a big difference there too. Exactly. So let's get into talking about first a traditional male orgasm through, like, your anus right Mm -hmm. so the anal orgasm is all about the p-spot okay literally what's what the fuck is the p-spot right so the p-spot is literally your prostate so if you are a male or you identify as a male up in your little asshole literally up there about four inches in there is your prostate that is how you get an anal orgasm that's it it's not a secret it's four inches up you point towards your belly button and you can literally feel the texture difference. Like if you haven't had your piece by hit yet and you're a bottom, it's okay. It took me till I was fucking 22 to meet a guy who could do it. Find it yourself because no one told me and I wasn't even hitting my own piece spot. I was just over here enjoying the emotional aspect of getting railed. I didn't know that you could physically enjoy it too until I found my fucking spot. <laughs> Wait, I had no idea there was a textural difference. Yeah, it kind of feels like the shell of a walnut. Like, it has, like, a bumpier consistency. Wait, are you, like, you know this from experience? Yeah. You, I was like, yeah. I've, nev- I've never felt my own, nor have I done to anyone else, but I I need to know about this. Wait. Okay, I know what you're doing tonight. <laughs> no, like, wait, calling my boyfriend over to come, hey, have you ever felt this in me? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, it's for science purposes, of course. We're science experiments, right? But yeah, so if you reach in there about four inches, you're going to feel this, like, different texture. Like, the rest of, like, the feeling is, like, kind of soft and, like, kind of slimy. Not to be gross, but it's a little slimy. Um, but then all of a sudden, it's, like, a little rougher and harder. That's your piece part. And if you touch it, you'll start to feel, you'll feel the physical difference. Okay, you saying that solidified me being a bottom. Like, I'm that just, yeah. like... Definitely will never want to touch a slimy thing until I reach a walnut. Like, nothing in my mind makes me want to do that. Yeah, no, I know tops love fingering for some oh my reason. God, my boyfriend loves it. Yeah, literally, it. literally, like mine it's too. his pastime. He, literally, like, he'll be, like, trying to decide a finger. I'm like, yeah. okay, like, I'm down for it because he's good at it. Yeah. But, like, I would never want to. Never, <laughs> never, never, ever, ever. But, yeah, so if you find that P spot up there, that's how you get an anal orgasm, right? And it's really important that we start talking about how to reach it. And if you are having issues with your partner, I would tell you, try it yourself first. Because then if you can find it, help your partner. Especially if your partner is either newer to topping or they're just not sure how to find it. Like, show them. It's not that hard. only gonna make your relationship better exactly like, who doesn't want to have good sex it could only make things better having that conversation and getting to that level so Ex- like why not exactly and i wish more people would just talk to their partners about these things so with that being said the orgasm how do you know if you're orgasming okay i like when someone's hitting my p-spot i get like very tense and like i express it i'm very robot i'm like wait you're hitting the spot keep going like my current boyfriend knows what he's doing and he's like gives it to me, and I'm like, hey, like, you're on the spot, you're on the spot, stop, because I will come. Like, 
rearrange switch positions. Gotta rearrange. I fucking love that. Not the rearrange. Hit it another way. <laughs> Take a break. Hit <laughs> it another way. Yeah, no, I understand that too. And so the feeling, it's kind of like, for me, this like intense pressure that feels yes. good. Wait, that's such a good way to describe it. Like, it's when you're like, you don't even like feel anything going in and out. Like, you just feel that peace spot. Yeah. Like, that's how I would describe it. One thing that I want to normalize about it is that you might shake. I get asked wait, all the time. Yes. Yeah. People yeah, ask me so all wait, the time. I thought I was the only one. No. I'm happy we were having this conversation <laughs> because it's also like, I feel like I'm like about to erupt. Like, it's like a, a bunch of pressure, like building up, building up until like finally it happens. And I thought that was just me. I'm like, wait, like, is my like prostate broken? No. Yeah. <laughs> Why is no. it so sensitive? Yeah. It's exactly what should be happening. So like you'll be getting hit and then all of a sudden this pressure just keeps building and building and it feels good. And then all of the sudden it's like this like intense body wave just goes over me and I'm like, my legs shake. I like, my body goes from being so tense to like, I just loosen completely. Mm-hmm. And it's just like eyes in the back of my head. No, wait, like, literally, please yes. don't stop. Like, keep, yes. keep hitting it right now. Also, I'm so verbal. Like, uh, and like my OnlyFans followers can agree that I'm very verbal. I like say like, I'm going to come like you're on the spot. Keep going. Like I'm like a life coach during sex. Like, it's really bad. I'm, like, trying to work on it. No, I love that. I love being verbal. I should have had you on the other podcast episode. We talked about dirty talk. It's the best part of sex, oh, it's in hot. my opinion. Yeah. It's literally hot. It literally makes sex so much better. And especially when you're trying to communicate how it feels for each other. Yeah. Having that moment to be like, go harder, go softer. Yeah. You're right there. You're on the spot. It helps, especially yeah. if you are struggling with getting to the orgasm in this way. So I want to hear from an expert. Like, tell me about your best orgasm. Okay, so my best orgasm was actually recent with my boyfriend. We went upstate in New York to, like, stay in this log cabin. So, obviously, we were fucking everywhere. We fucked in every room on the floor. Like, I I felt bad for that Airbnb. Anyway, it was nighttime, and I'm like, okay, let's get into the car and have sex in the car. Because, like, why the fuck not? I've always wanted to do it. We were in the middle of the woods with no one around, so it, like, was a good time for it. If you're going to have car sex, do it in a place where it's, like, very acceptable. You can't do it in public. Yes, please find a good spot and scout it. (laughs) Literally scout it. So we were in, like, the middle of the woods and, like, a bunch of acres around us. We get in the car. It's snowing. I walked to the car butt-ass naked and got railed in the backseat. And it was the best orgasm because it was, like, so confined. Like, you know, like, you're, like, being, like, put pressure on your body. Like, you're just being dominated completely. In the back of the car, there's you're being confined, like it's like Literally, very restricted. There's no space. In like the best way possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it like was like similar to like having sex in like a loft, like just a small space where you guys are fucking so hard and getting railed makes it ten times better. Oh, hundred percent. I almost got a concussion back in high school. No. fucked in a car. Yes. <laughs> Literally. I had my fucking Ford focus. Oh, she likes it rough. Yeah, I'm telling you, and this guy I used to we had a couple sessions, um, and sessions <laughs> with me. Yes, yes. I went back to my hometown, and he was home from his college. I was home from my college, so he's like, "Let's get coffee, aka let's fuck." And I was like, "Yes," and I um was in my little Ford Focus in the back seat, and I was you know uh, a Ford Focus moment. Yes, and my head really was slamming against the roof <laughs> because he decided that I was gonna get on top, and he was gonna just 
slam my hips onto him and my head in the meantime. Wait, how tall are you? I'm so You're I'm, like tall. I'm six you foot. You walked in and you're like a lot taller. I'm like, wait, I was not expecting this. Yeah, I'm like six foot. People think I'm short. I'm not. I'm six foot. That's impressive that yeah. you did it in the back seat then. He was six two, so I'm like taller than my boyfriend and it's like hard sometimes for us to have sex in certain positions. So I could imagine you being that tall in the back seat. Yeah. It, probably pretty rough. It was a disaster to say the least. But <laughs> but like in a good way. Oh in a good way. Yeah. Oh in a great way. Nice dance in the roof. <laughs> All right, so now we talked all about the guy spot, right? Let's talk about the female spot. So we're going to talk about vaginas. I know. I don't own one. I'm not a proud odor, but... Uncharted territory. Uncharted territory. JK, I did have sex with a girl once. Wait, no way. Yes, I did. I fingered a girl once. I literally was, like, questioning. I was like, maybe I'm bisexual, senior year of high school, so I just decided to rail a girl, and it was fine. Um, she was a friend. I love her. We're still friends, literally. Wait. This is groundbreaking. Yeah, groundbreaking. I know. I'm a bottom, too, on top of it. But I had to make sure for my own You gotta experiment when you're young. Yeah, It's good. It's a good thing. 100%. So that's my one and only time with the vagina. But as a gay male, which I'm sure you can relate, especially as a bottom gay male, all of my friends tell me about their vagina. Like, I want to know about it. Like, I've practically been inside of all my friends, I feel like, at this point. Please I know stop. everything about what goes in and out of their holes. That, I mean, that's very valid. They're very <laughs> open about it. Oh, 100%. So, I'm going to take a second here to tell y'all a little bit about the female spot. So, for my straight listeners, or for my lesbian listeners, or for my they, thems, and theirs, we're going to talk right now about that space and the G spot. Okay. I think kind of everyone knows that a G-spots exists, but like what the hell is it and how do you hit it, right? So basically it's an inch inside the vagina on the vagina wall and it's up towards the belly button. And what happens is when your girl gets like super turned on or your partner who has a vagina decides that they're like in the mood, it's actually going to swell. This one doesn't have to be rubbed. Just simple arousal will make it get swollen. And it has the same kind of thing where it's, there is a texture difference, right? I can't speak to what it feels like, but what I read on the internet and what I heard from my friends who are girls, because I asked them real quick before this podcast, it has that same bumpy consistency. Like you can physically tell the difference in texture when you touch it. And that's what makes it so similar to finding like your pee spot. So if you're going to be with someone who is a proud owner of a vagina, when you go into the vagina, you're going to be an inch in and you're going to feel for that texture difference, right? So it's like literally the same thing as like a male P spot. The G spot's just another hole. Like Yeah, it's, so it's it's in the vagina. It's mm. just that spot and that's where that main pleasure comes yeah. from. And so that's like when you're hitting it and someone's like, oh, you're on the spot. Mm. For females or someone who owns a vagina, it's the G spot. And for males or someone who is doing it in their butt, mm. who's a male, because... Girls don't have prostates. They're both super similar. And with that being said, what's so crazy about it all is not only do we have that similar, like it's going to be the same texture, there's that certain spot, you need to try to hit it and find it, but both men and women get wet too. Yeah, I know, mind-blowing. Um, if you're someone like me, <laughs> I didn't know I could get wet till I was fucking 22. Wait, stop. Yeah. Wait, how old are you now? I'm 23. Okay. I am Wait, new. what? This I... is... <laughs> Where have you been? I was with crusty-ass tops, I guess, this <laughs> whole time, because none of them ever got me wet. Well, I feel like to get wet for me, I need a connection with someone. Mm. I, like, can't do random sex. It's never vibe with me. I just feel like anal sex for me, personally, is, like, such a personable thing with someone else. Like, I want that connection. 
And for me to even get loose, I need a connection with someone. I love that. See, like, I was a hookup girl for a hot minute in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um, Back in high school, really. College, I kind of calmed down. I was also in a relationship. So I didn't have time to be a hot girl. Yeah. But when I was a hot girl and I was on my grinder grind, um, I didn't have issues with, with that, but I just never experienced getting wet. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious if it is that emotional aspect, because the more I think about it, I definitely get wetter if I'm with someone that I enjoy yeah. being with. Yeah, because like your guard's down and like yeah. your body can do that. Yeah, and it's really cool. But I think what's so crazy about it is like, if you're not getting the stimulation, you're not going to get wet. So, like, example for girls. My friends who are females have told me they will get wet just thinking about it. And that goes into their, their yeah. G-spot getting aroused. And that's what causes you to get wet is hitting that spot, right? And being aroused. For males, getting wet is not only the emotional appeal, but if you're not getting your P-spot hit, you're not going to get wet. No, So, no. basically, what happens... For a male to get wet versus a female. So like I said, females get wet because they have the part that knows how to do it. They get aroused and it will cause them to get a natural lubricant. It's a little grosser for guys, but the science behind is this. What is that hole normally used for, right? It's to expel some solids out of (laughs) our bodies. And what happens is when your pee spot is getting hit like that, your body actually low-key thinks that like you can't go. So Wait, really? Yes. So what's happening is your body starts producing a clear mucus that's going to make you literally go in its mindset. But what's happening is you're getting wet. Wait, you just blew my mind. Yeah. I had no idea about this. I just like fucking pour lube on everything and hope for the best. <laughs> and like, I know what you're talking about when it gets wet, but like, I do you not use lube sometimes. No, I don't use lube. Like, Wait, you almost- don't use lube? Stop. Depends, depends. Um, With my uh, partner right now, no, because we love foreplay. So by the time we're about to get to that main course, I'm already sopping sopping wet between Mm -hmm. my own, like, wet abilities, but also, like... He got that wet-ass blissy, y'all. He's eating me out. Like, he's fingering me. Like, (laughs) I don't need lubricant at that point. And plus, like, I've been in the rodeo, so I'm not, like... (laughs) Like, I'm tight still. Like, it's it's hard to get loose-loose. If you have to put larger objects up there to get unrepairably loose. So that's, like, why I use lube is because I'm very tight. Like, and if I don't have sex for, like, a week or, like, a week and a half, it's, like my asshole got reset. Yeah, no, 100%. If you're not frequently doing it, the muscles are designed to re-tighten. And if you do your Kegel exercises, which we can talk about in another episode one day if you guys would like. So if you do Kegel exercises, you're actually strengthening those muscles. Mm -hmm. So you're going to stay tight. And that's what you have to remember what the function of this hole is originally for males who are bottoms. It's supposed to contract. So like your muscles are supposed to be tight and loosen up and tight and loosen up. So... It's going to get tight again if you don't have sex frequently. I actually made a TikTok about this and people tried to come after me. I compared a hole to like a hair tie for girls. So hair ties are elastic and their function is to stretch and tighten. If you were to hold a hair tie and pull it for a very long time or like to a max level that it's not intended to go to, it's not going to ever go back to that original form, meaning it's going to stretch out and yeah. it's going to be less tight. Your whole kind of works that same way. And there's yeah. no shame to the game. Like if you love doing that stuff, like if you like big objects or you're into... Like muscle memory, the girl. Like Yeah, like if you're into it, you're into it. But 
it is the truth of how those muscles work. Like, you will get looser. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'm not loose. I just get super wet. Okay, yeah. No, that Um, makes sense. And that's why foreplay is so important. And that's why, if you haven't listened to my other episode, you should listen to it. Um, We love the (laughs) self-plug. We love a self-plug, I'm telling you. But foreplay is important for that reason. But men do get wet. And I remember the first time I got wet was, was with this guy. And we were having sex, like normal, like nothing out of the ordinary. I was getting pounded over a bed because I'm a bottom and all that great stuff. And I just remember all of a sudden I could feel like there was water down there. And yeah. I was like... Were you like panicked? After yes, that? I was scared. Like, oh my God. Like, I thought that something bad happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, wait, like, me and my boyfriend call it inking. <laughs> like if like an accident happens, because it does, it's anal sex. It's oh, not of meant to be clean all the time. Like it happens. Shit happens, literally. We call it getting inked on. I oh my god, that. I inked. Oh, like, no. finding Nemo. <laughs> People call it the snail trail sometimes, too, I've heard. Oh my god, wait. But, yeah. I think like inked is, like, a cute name for it. I like Oh my god, I inked. <laughs> Just like you said, that's part of that territory, is, yeah. like... Like, it, if you're gonna play ball, like, you better, you know, expect things to happen. Yeah, you, might, you have to be. You might, you know, trip sometimes. Yeah, but I just remember the instant fear I had, because oh my god, I was... Sure. Yeah, I was, like... Something's really wrong down there. Yeah. I was like, I either was not ready like I thought I was, meaning yeah. like I wasn't as clean as I thought I was, mm-hmm. or like, did he like rip me or something? Am I like bleeding? Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, down I there? had zero idea. Yeah. I never felt. I like... can honestly agree with that because like sometimes I'm like, wait, what's go- like? Is that is that ink or is that me getting wet? Yeah, right. Now I now I can distinctly tell mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah. But when it first happened, I was in panic mode. I literally like reached back and was like stop and like i've been talking <gasps> no. to this guy for like a while and he was like what's wrong and i was like i literally like just sneakily gra- put my hand near it and pulled up some of whatever was happening and it was clear and it was nothing and it was just like water and sticky and i was like never mind you're like um yeah go back to it um finish pounding me out because this is great and so we oh went, my god so we went back to it and i just was like Internally, like, okay, weird. Um, <laughs> Runs home and Googles it. I was home. I don't travel for sex anymore. Oh, you okay, come to period. me, motherfucker. Period. Yeah, so he left and instantly on Google. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck just happened what to What is body? happening to me? Why and, am I being a snail right now? Yes, I was like, huh? And that's when I found out men get wet too. Um, and it was a very eye-opening time. And that's how I realized, like, if you didn't make me wet in the past, we didn't have sex. Wait, that's, that's such a good way to put it. That's how I feel. That is a very good way to put it. <laughs> body count, we made this up for whatever reason. Your I've, body count's two. My body count is literally two. I've had two men thus far <laughs> now who have gotten me wet. If you don't get me wet, we didn't have sex. Period. End put that story. on my grave. Literally. If you don't know how to hit my fucking pee spot, you're dead. <laughs> to me. And I think everyone should adopt that. If he doesn't make you come, if you didn't orgasm, did you have sex? Boy, no. bye. Boy, Absolutely bye. not. Like it's about mutual pleasure here. Period. And you're not doing volunteer work. <laughs> this is this is not a volunteer opportunity. This is not. Uh, uh, am I getting credit for this charity work? No. If you're getting off, I'm getting off too. So we kind of covered it, but there are a couple negatives to bottoming. So if you haven't tried bottoming yet, or you're not sure if you're a bottom, here's the main two. Right. First, it's kind of painful, and two, the preparation. So painfulness, right? No matter how much of an expert you are at bottoming, like we said earlier, you get a little tighter, so there's a little bit of a pain associated with being a bottom. It's not for everyone. 
And it shouldn't be so painful that, like, you don't want to be doing it. There are ways to help yourself loosen up. You can use lubricants. You can do foreplay. Going slow and steady is always great, too. But at the end of the day, there's going to be a little bit of pain with bottoming. And you either like it or you don't. It's just part of being a bottom. Like the good pain. Not the bad pain. Yes. (laughs) And then prepping. So staying clean. I talk a lot about this on my TikTok. I've covered it in other episodes of the podcast but staying clean in the sense of like either douching method having a diet method whatever works best for you but it's a hassle not everyone wants to take the time to stay clean and for some people they have a hard time even getting through intimate time with their partners because they're so worried about staying clean yeah at the beginning i think i could definitely agree with that but like when i had a steady boyfriend, I was nervous about me not prepping sometimes and going to have sex. Definitely. And it's hard, like, no one wants to be, like, in the moment about yeah. to get railed and having to be like, haha, one minute, I have to get up and go do something real quick. Cause Let you... me go douche. Yeah, because you weren't prepared. Or yeah. if you're at their place, like, the water bottle method people do. I have never used a water Absolutely bottle. Not. No plastic going near my ass. Uh, literally, like, I, no, I'm not going to put a water bottle in my butthole. For... That just seems unsanitary. Also, my hole is way too tight for that. No, 100%. I don't want to put a water bottle up there. So, yeah. like... The closest I've got to that desperation is just, like, taking my finger and doing a little, like, check. The soap spin? Yeah, it's a little spin, a little twist. (laughs) Yep, you just stick her up there, do a little wipe around, pull it out. Yeah. You're good to go kind of thing. But at the end of the day, like we said earlier with the staying clean in the prep part, is that being in that area, that's part of the risk you're taking. And if you get a little bit of, you know, doo-doo on it. It's not the end of the world. Shit happens. Shit literally happens. Wipe it off. Yeah. Take a shower. I take Pure for Men and it literally keeps me solid every time. I think because I drink a lot of iced coffee as any bottom does. Every day I drink like four or five iced coffees. And like that is not the best thing to have when you're having anal sex every fucking day. So like the fiber supplements has really helped. But I know you can take any like fiber or just... A fi- high-fiber diet. I have a horrible diet is what it comes down to for me. See, I, I tried Pure because my followers asked me to, yeah. and I like it. Mm-hmm. And But my biggest review on it was that, yeah, if you have a healthy diet or you're doing some other type of fiber, you should be good to go to. Yeah, any fiber. But Pure is really nice. One thing that I said I loved about when I tried it was that it is convenient. It's just a right. pill. And if yeah. you don't have to worry about, well, did I eat right that day? Yeah. And and I don't. That's why I take it, because I have the worst eating habits. Like, I'll Uber Eats, Taco Bell, like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and have five iced coffees. Like, it's <laughs> disgusting. Like, someone needs to call me out on it. <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah, no, see, I like to have, like, wheat toast, and I eat, like, oh. cucumbers and bananas, and I put chia seeds into, like, my, like, smoothies or on my peanut butter toast, and... I, I do that kind of method. So Like, you do the normal healthy diet method. And literally the first thing he did when, when Cody came over, he walked in, and I was like, wait, look at my fridge. And I showed him how I had literally nothing besides, like, iced coffee and four-week-old Chinese It's food, empty. It's is so bad. empty. It's fine, though. It's your lifestyle, and I love it for you. <laughs> I wish I was living that same lifestyle. Broke college student energy over here, though, for me, where I'm like, hm, I have $30 a week to spend on food. <laughs> So, (laughs) but yeah, overall, those are the two biggest negatives for being a bottom. And I think that's important just to put those out there. Like that's just normal part of being a bottom. Yeah, I totally agree because bottoming like is not for everyone and that's okay. It's you need to come to terms with what you want. 
And you should experiment. You should do these things when you're young because how else are you going to know what you do, like, what you don't like. You need to go out. You need to try it. You need to get railed. Practice on a dildo. Practice on anything. This goes for girls and guys. Like, as long as you're being safe, do as much as you can while you're young and have the opportunity to figure out what you like. And when you want it, when you find something that you do like, do it again. Fan Whatever you fantasize about, go out and fucking do it. You enjoy touching yourself that way, go keep doing it. If you don't need someone else to stimulate you, do whatever makes you happy and whatever you want and need sexually. I 100% agree. And that's like, I just want to remind everyone, it's normal to experiment. 100% normal to experiment. When you're trying new things, if it doesn't set this like fire in you, it's not the right position. You're yeah. not doing it right. Like, I don't know if you can agree with me, but I know like the first time I got bottomed right. It clicked. Oh, 100%. It clicked. It clicked. Yeah. And also the first time you bottom, like, I think I want to say the first 20 times I bottomed was not fun. Like, I think it's like such a different experience that like a lot of people have done before. And it's something so new and different for your body. So you need to like take it slow. You need to be with the right person. You need to make sure that the person you're doing that with is going to be accepting and a person you want to do this with. I 100% agree. And that's something I would say is it's, I knew I loved it from my first time, even though it sucked. But the first yeah. few times aren't going to be the most enjoyable. Yeah. I remember my first time ever was painful. I yeah. shared the story on TikTok. So if you want to know more about it, go listen on my TikTok. But I ripped. I was no hurt way. from it. It was not Oh my good. God. Yeah, it yeah. was bad. But I knew I loved it. Yeah. And that's part of that emotional appeal. So if you feel that, you know you're doing the right thing. But if you don't like it, if the pain's too much, if you're not getting pleasure from it, don't do it. That's what's so great about yeah. intimate time and sex. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Yeah. So, I topped literally, I topped once and that was before I ever bottomed. And I knew from like the first insert, I would never top again. It just wasn't what I liked. And that's okay. Like I was like, okay, I'm not a top. I'd rather shove things in me than do the shoving. And it's just, like, all about, for me, the power dynamic, the mentality. Like, I'm a very, like, person that loves to think about what's occurring before me. And I think just the mental aspect of me fucking someone else is what did it for me, where I was like, I don't want to do this. No, I 100% agree with that. That's how I felt when I tried topping, too. Yeah. And I would put out there as well, it's never too late to figure this stuff out. If you are an older listener or you're someone who does have experience yeah. and you f are feeling this resonation of like, I know I don't like something I'm doing, yeah. listen to it because intimate time should be enjoyable. Yeah. And if you're not enjoying what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing yeah, it. Yeah, don't put yourself in a box. Like, although like we joke around like, oh my God, we're two bottoms. Like I, that doesn't define me. Like you getting fucked or you wanting to fuck someone else does not create this overall like definition of yourself exactly you can be anything you want to be and still have a different position yeah so find what feels good for you if you feel like it's not the right position try something new Alrighty, let's move into some listener questions uh we are both bottom so we talked a little too much <laughs> uh, literally we are way over time we are so over time so i'm gonna do one question this week y'all just a reminder if you want to ask me questions i'm always pulling my questions from my tiktok comments and my instagram dms you can find me on instagram at o-h-h-k-o-d-y so o-cody that's also my tiktok handle o-h-h-k-o-d-y or you can find the podcast on instagram at boytalk underscore podcast if you DM any of my Instagrams or put a comment on any of my TikTok videos, I will see it, I will find it, and I can add it to the podcast. 
So for our question this week, we're going to be talking about condoms. Someone asked me, what are the best condoms to use? Let's talk about the basics of condoms first. There are latex condoms and there are non-latex condoms. Some people are actually allergic to latex. Like they'll get like hives, they'll break out. It's not pretty. So there are non-latex options, but commonly latex is used. There are different types of condoms too. So you have your normal condom, it's just plastic, that kind of thing. But there are ones that have ribbing, there's extra thin, there's the extra large sized ones, etc. It can feel intimidating, but let's break it down. If it's ribbed, it has like a texture to it, right? And all it means is that there is like bumps or lines or whatever on the plastic, and it actually helps heighten pleasure. So if someone puts on a ribbed condom to have sex with you, you're going to actually feel like those bumps and it feels good. I've only used ribbed condoms like once or twice in my experience. Honestly, can't remember. It was like three years ago. Sorry. But I definitely know I've tried once and I distinctly remember the feeling of it. It is an interesting feeling. I highly recommend. The thin ones are nice for whoever's wearing the condom because it makes it feel as close to not wearing a condom as possible. Obviously, if it's thin, there is a higher chance of rippage. So, like, if you're really intense, like, if fucking is really hardcore for you, may not be the best option because they could rip. But they are designed to not rip, so don't be afraid to use them. Just be conscious, and if you're wearing it or if you're not wearing it, kind of keep that mindset of, like, check to make sure it's not ripped if you start pounding really hard. Then you have the XLs and stuff, and here's what I want to say. You don't need an XL if you're like two or three inches bigger than average. So the average male size is five inches, okay? Like, let's not sit over here and try to act like, oh, my six-incher needs an XXL. No. XXL condoms are made for people who are extremely gifted. So I'm talking to like my eight and a half, nine inches plus. I'm talking to my extremely girthy guys out there. So like are thicker. That's when you need an XL. And I promise you, the condom will fit. Don't let a man try to tell you that a condom doesn't fit me because I'm just too big. Yeah, you don't need a size guide to determine your fucking condom size. Literally, at all. And if someone tries to tell you it's not going to fit, I promise you, fucking Google someone stretching a condom. You'll find people literally making them bigger than their head, putting like 10 gallons of water. Yes, the condom will stretch to their pee-pee. They'll be fine. They're trying to play you. Don't be that bitch. And then the other types, they have actually icy hot. So they make lubes like this too, but basically the temperature will change where like it feels like cool at first, which feels really good. And then it feels warm, which also feels really good. Wait, this is triggering for me because my boyfriend, one of the first times we had sex was with this lube and he didn't tell me. And it got really warm all of a sudden and I panicked and Ubered away. Like I Ubered home and I was like, what the fuck? Like, don't ever fucking put that on me without asking. Like... And then we didn't speak for like two weeks because I was so mortified by this man putting spicy lube up my ass. Yeah, maybe we talk about that before we try it. So make sure your partner consents before you use the hot (laughs) lube or condoms. Yeah, no, for sure. Because it is a weird feeling. And if your partner isn't expecting it, might freak them out. We don't want people leaving in an Uber. (laughs) I didn't know I was going to trigger you with that. Oh my God, no flashbacks just now. (laughs) But yeah, so those are some of the types that you'll see, right? But what's so crazy about condoms, too, is we all think about the condoms that go on someone's dick, right? Like, whenever we hear the word condom, like, it's like, I'm imagining a pee-pee or someone putting it on a banana. 
There's actually condoms that are meant to go in holes, too. Like, for vaginas and for the asshole. And so they're called a female condom, which is totally stereotypical. But basically, they're the ones that go inside. So that's also an option, too, if you're trying to figure out using protection like a condom, right? For my gays out there, for my my LGBTQ family and friends, y'all are out here being like, well, I can't get pregnant. I'm not going to use a condom. You can still get STIs, right? Yeah, newsflash. Yeah, uh, you're not immune. Their iced coffee isn't going to save you. No, literally. I remember in high school, I always thought, like, I that was my mentality when I was super young. I was like, oh, I don't need a condom. I'm gay. Like, which is such a horrible mindset. But I think there's, like, a lack of sex education for gay men. So take this as your sign. If you are a younger gay male or any gay male new to the scene, you need to wear a condom. Practice safely. And that's the thing I want to say too, is so maybe you choose to not use a condom. It's your body, your choice. I'm never going to tell you what you have to absolutely do. But be smart and be safe. If you're not going to use condoms, stay regularly tested and make sure that your partners know that you are having riskier sex because it's not fair if you're just going to go around and not tell people that you're not practicing safely. You should practice safely, and if you're going to put other people at risk, you need to let them know that they have to make that choice. Because at the end of the day, if your partner's like, I don't care that you're not using condoms with other partners, that's fine. I still want to fuck you without a condom. Awesome. You both consented to it. Great. But make sure that you're staying tested regularly if you're not going to use condoms. Also, we now have PrEP. There's a lot of different ways that you can protect yourself as an LGBTQ person if you don't want to use condoms. But condoms are safe and effective. They're great. I know even girls out there, for my uh, heterosexuals who may be listening, your man will be like, oh, you're on birth control. We don't need a condom now. You don't know where his crusty ass dick been. And if you're a hot girl and he's not your mans and he's want to put your dick in you, that's how you get the clap. That's how you're going to get, that's going to, that's how you get chlamydia and shit. Like, yeah, you may not get pregnant, but you'll get something else. Yeah. You still should consider using a condom or openly asking your partners if they're getting tested regularly. So I hope that helps. I hope you learned something new about condoms. I hope that you learned something new about practicing safely. And yeah, I, I, that's, that's my condom spiel. They are fun to blow up into balloons. If you've never done it, I highly recommend it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and even like just filling it with water just as like a fun experiment too. like a lot of schools will give them away for free or you can get yeah. it from Planned Parenthood or something like that. Just experiment them, take them out. I remember one thing I liked to do when I was younger as well is like, I would just take it out of the wrapper and just kind of like play with it, put it on myself. Like, I just wanted to see what it was about. Like, you're learning. It's a new item. So don't be afraid. <laughs> Your mom around. walked in and you were just playing around with condoms. You're like blowing it up like a balloon. Like, <laughs> sorry, mom. Like, that's when they knew you were going to be a sex podcaster was when they found you playing with condoms. My mom called me a gigolo back in high school. I didn't know what that was. I still don't even know what that means. Basically, it's a male prostitute. Oh, okay. I mean. It was joking. It's all in good humor. My mom loves me. My That's funny. Me and my mom are super close like you and your mom. My yeah. mom knows everything about me like she knows how many men i've been with she knows the kind of sex i like to have like, wait that's amazing yeah we talk about it so <laughs> that's how it should be it's iconic yeah literally <laughs> iconic if you can't talk about getting railed with your mom i mean what can you talk about <laughs> all right i'm gonna beg one more time we're coming towards the end of the podcast but please 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 if you have not yet like this episode subscribe to my podcast subscribe to the youtube follow me on instagram tiktok twitter Give me five-star ratings on my podcast. I am doing this alone. I don't have a producer. I am literally paying everything out of pocket. Your guys' reviews are changing my life. We are literally climbing the charts with this podcast, and I'm so grateful for you all. So please, please, please 
the little help that you can give me by just leaving a quick review, it changes my life. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I hate asking. Thank you. And that's the fucking episode. Thank you so much, Ken, for joining us. Oh my god, thanks for having me. Anytime you want to talk about getting railed, hit me up. I'm your girl. My favorite pastime. Um, and you guys can find me at Kenneth Pabone on all socials. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, OnlyFans for the more explicit content. And you can definitely find me getting railed on that. But if you want some iconic series and life advice, you can find me on TikTok. I love that. I'm so excited. Definitely go check them out, y'all. And thank you for coming once again. Thanks to you for having me. Uh, anytime. We're literally neighbors in Manhattan. No, wait, literally he lives down the block. Literally, like, it's like a five-minute walk to his place, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bitches. Until next time, have fun getting fucked. I'll see you next week.